Well, our theme for the year is from 2 Timothy chapter 1. And we've been discovering what it means to have a spirit of power, a spirit of love, and a spirit of sound mind. And, and last night, Dr. Graves was able to minister to us in our chapel service. And let us say our, our theme for this winter trimester. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love. Amen. Aren't you glad he's given us a spirit of fear? Not of fear, but of love. Many of you know this, but Pastor Alan Scott at Trinity Nazarene Church had uh, surgery yesterday, no, Monday, and uh, on, had a, a valve replaced in his heart. And the good news is he's doing well. And we thank God for that. He was to speak last night in chapel, of course, and he could not. And, and I thought it would be uh, appropriate for us to take a moment this morning and have a member of his church, Reverend David, Dr. Reverend David Church, to come and pray for Alan and his recovery. Would you come? Let's pray. Father, we're so grateful for this opportunity this morning to gather in your presence and to worship your name and to acknowledge our need of you and acknowledge what you do for us. We pray as we continue our worship this morning and we look at your word that our hearts and our lives would be changed to conform more to the image that you desire from us. We thank you again for this opportunity. As we are here, we think of those who have special needs, and on our heart this morning is uh, Alan Scott. We uh, thank you that you have uh, provided so graciously with those with medical skills that could deal with the issue, that you have uh, brought him successfully through surgery. Uh, we're all aware that uh, these unexpected things uh, add stress and many, many uh, issues to our lives so I just ask today that you would give him and Beth peace and that you would uh, bless their ministry there at Trinity and that your kingdom would be advanced because of his character and his desire to follow you now we pray that you would help each one of us to be obedient to you and may our hearts uh, be in tune with you may we desire to walk closely with you and have you confide in us what you would have from us today. And as you give us that help, we will give you the praise in Christ's name. Amen. Of one hour each, I won't tell you about that one. No, I just wanted to share, this is family chapel. We're a family. And, and when, when, when uh, Jonathan said, we're so happy to have Reverend Timothy, I, go, I would have been here anyway. Because <laughs> I'm part of the family. Let's go to the word. 2 Timothy, chapter 1, starting in verse 7. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity, but of power and love and discipline. Therefore, do not be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, or of me, his prisoner. But join with me in suffering for the gospel according to the power of God, who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, 
but according to his own purpose and grace which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity but now has been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Christ Jesus who abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher for this reason I also suffer these things but I am not ashamed for I know whom I have believed and I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him until that day retain the standard of sound words which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells in us the treasure which has been entrusted to you last year I had the privilege uh, to translate into Spanish almost all the information possible about Nazarene Bible College. That was my job. Translate everything. Now obviously I wanted to do the best job possible to describe accurately and completely who NBC is, our purpose and mission, our core beliefs, our doctrinal statement, even the legal stuff. I had to translate all the financial stuff that we tell our, our students and our prospect students I had to tell them everything and I had to do it and actually I had to examine and contemplate and even agonize over picking the right word because when you switch languages things get a little dicey what, what might be the you think is the right word oh because it's just like the one in English could have something totally different. For example, the, the word compromise, we understand that in English, but the word compromiso means a completely opposite thing. The word sensitive means one thing, and sensato, the, the Spanish word, completely different meaning, actually opposites. Uh, sensible, we all want to be sensible. Well, that's actually what the word sensitive is in Spanish. Sensible means we're sensitive. So you have to be careful with words. And I wanted to do a good job. And I wanted to translate everything for our web page, for our catalog, everything to do the right job. So I had to think over each one of these words. And I had to, to really, really, really try hard. Do you ever see the purpose you guys know this one, don't you? We probably could all say it together, couldn't we? Nazarene Bible College exists to glorify Jesus Christ as Lord by preparing adults to evangelize, disciple, and minister to the world. Have we got that one down? <laughs> sure we have. Sure we have. Praise the Lord. Now, Dr. Graves has told us here that our job is to find and help those people who are called by God into ministry. Right? You remember hearing that? He, we are called to connect with the called ones. To connect with God called men and women, right? We are to connect with those who God is speaking to, calling them into full-time ministry. Could you say that we are called to help those who are called? I think we all feel that. We feel that we're here for a reason. Nobody that's here at Nazarene Bible College it's here by accident. We, all, all of us, if you ask any of us, we feel no matter what we're doing, no matter what our job is, we feel we're here for a reason. And that God pushed us to be here. So I'd like to talk about four callings.
we pause at the beginning of a new year and we review our purpose and mission because we want to be on focus. We want to be on task and we want to make sure that the main thing is the main thing. Before we talk to the students or prospects, before we talk to other professors or online instructors, before we look outward, we probably need to look inward for, and make a check on our callings. Verse 9 in chapter 1. God has saved us and called us with a holy calling. That's special, folks. He's called us. He saved us, and he called us with a holy calling. That's our first calling, a holy calling. Aren't we called to a lifetime of holiness? Aren't we called, aren't we called to be saints? We should be clear about this. This is a spiritual institution that is completely involved in spiritual work. Our graduates hopefully will become spiritual leaders, working in the commun their communities of faith, touching people for eternity, but not giving them more information, but leading them into a relationship with God. So it's a spiritual work. Nazarene Bible College exists to glorify Jesus Christ as Lord by preparing adults to evangelize, disciple, and minister. That's spiritual. Every one of those things was spiritual. So our work, right here, right now, is spiritual work. And we have to do it in holiness. That's what he, you know it, you've heard this. God is calling us to be holy. Holiness is what he provides for us through his Holy Spirit. Holy living is God's plan for us. I hope we all understand that this holiness thing is not about outward appearances, but really is about a total consecration of our lives and our hearts and everything to him, to God. That's why we are not like anybody, any other, any other university in town. We're doing spiritual work. We need to be spiritual people. And he calls us, and you know it, you've heard it, he calls us to this holy life. When we are filled with his Holy Spirit, it is a life of victory over sin. It is a life of unspeakable joy, of full surrender to the Lord. It is a life of love made perfect. Shouldn't this be a priority in our lives? Don't we want this for everybody else? Don't we want this for our students? Absolutely. This has got to be an important calling, a holy calling. Can you hear with your spiritual ears this morning, in your heart, God saying the same thing? Isn't he saying that? Be holy, for I am holy. Verse 9, continuing. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was granted us in Christ Jesus from all eternity. When we realize that all this, all in BC, is not according to our works or according to what we're doing, but actually 
It's God working through us to do his will and his purpose. Isn't that what it says? Then isn't our second calling to begin to worship him? When we realize it's not us, it's him. You know what? You've had it. You've had a phone call, and you know at the end when you put that, it wasn't anything I did. It was God. This is a God thing. Now, I know, I know we're called to be holy, but I think we're also called to worship. And I'm not talking about another chapel. We have great chapels. I love them. I'm always blessed. I'm talking about our workplace. I'm talking about at our desks. Because as soon as we notice, as soon as we realize, you know, that wasn't me. That was God. As soon as we take our hands off of it and basically realize that, oh my goodness, there's something much bigger going on here. He's active right here, right now. Don't you have a, don't you almost need an urge, find an urge to hit your knees and your face before the Lord? Oh my goodness, Lord, you are doing some miraculous things. How in the world did those people show up at the parking lot? Oh, you were talking to them. You brought them all away from, right? We're called to worship. It's a lifetime of worship. It's a lifestyle of worship. It's not just Sunday mornings. It's not just in our chapels. It's not just when we're singing. It's when we're on the phone. It's when we're in meetings. I, I think actually one of the sins of the world are meetings, but I think we can I think we need to hit our knees, maybe just in our minds, and say, Oh Lord, what are you doing? That's when we realize it's his college. That's when we realize it's his church. Doesn't have any name, doesn't have any labels, it's his. And we start to worship. Dr. Like share with our department what N.T. Wright said. When we begin to glimpse the reality of God, the natural reaction is to worship him. I'll repeat that. When we begin to glimpse just a little bit the reality of God and what he's doing, the natural reaction is to worship him. Not to have that reaction is a fairly sure sign that we haven't yet really understood who he is and what he's doing. I'm not talking about more chapels. I'm not referring to Sunday mornings. I am referring to an attitude of worship. I am referring to Monday mornings. Worship is a verb. We are called to a lifetime of worship. To live our lives in worship means that it is our way of life, our lifestyle. We worship on our jobs by seeking daily a sensitivity to the presence of God. This sensitivity would help us to better see that it is God who is calling people to his ministry and we merely have the privilege and honor to help his people fulfill his call in their lives. Do we talk to people like this? Do we remind them that God's doing this? I hear conversations, and I hear people saying, you know, God's going to work this out. No, you probably don't have enough money, but God's going to work this out. No, you probably are going to not make that class, but God's going to work this out. We give glory to him. Nazarene Bible College exists to glorify Jesus Christ as Lord. How we do that 
is the next part. But that's our first thing. We exist to glorify Christ. Amen? Amen. When we get off the phone with the student, sometimes we need to pray for that student. And sometimes we need to praise the Lord for the miracles that he is doing. Either way, we are worshiping and glorifying him. I believe God calls us with a holy calling to worship and glorify him. Now, can you hear with your spiritual ears that he's saying that very same thing in your heart? You know, worship me. Verse 11. The gospel for which I was appointed a preacher and an apostle and a teacher. This is the third calling. Aren't we called to a lifetime of proclaiming the good news? I, I got, when I graduated and had that torch, you know, they handed me the torch. The verse I read was, Jesus said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Funny things how, how things come back around, right? This seems pretty clear. Go into all the world and preach the good news, the gospel, to all creation. But back in, at verse 11, what we read in, in first, 2 Timothy, Paul says that the gospel is the very thing for which he was appointed a preacher. He was a proclaimer of the gospel. It says he was an apostle. He was a teacher. Proclaimer. Uh, apostle, we might say missionary. Proclaimer, preacher, missionary, teacher. That sounds like most of us in one form or another. I love evangelism. I love evangelists. But I think we're all called to proclaim the good news. Shouldn't we be here, all of us, evangelizing? The word evangelize in this case, proclaiming the good news? Shouldn't, shouldn't we be evangelizing, sharing the reason for the hope that we have in Jesus? I, I hope this is a priority for all the people of Nazarene Bible College. Sharing good news should not be a rarity. Sharing good news for eternity shouldn't be out of place here. If we are preparing men and women to evangelize, disciple, and minister, how can we do that if they never see us evangelize, disciple, and minister? Aren't we called to evangelize everybody? Can you hear this with your spiritual ears? He's just telling us to share his good news. Which brings me to the last calling. We read it in Mark 16, 15, go into all the world. You guys have heard the Great Commission. Go, into all the, go ye therefore into the world and make disciples of all nations. And you've heard of Acts 1.8. You shall be my witnesses after the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria. And to the, even to the remotest parts of the earth. And we did read the purpose statement of Nazarene Bible College. To prepare adults, men and women, to evangelize disciple, minister. What's the last three words? To the world. I promised I wouldn't be a missionary 
And I, I will not be. But doesn't, aren't we called to proclaim to the whole world? Aren't we called to a lifetime of multiculturalism? How about that? Shouldn't there be a missionary spirit here at NBC? I didn't say missionaries. They're weird people, just tell you. But I think we should have a missionary spirit. Shouldn't we always be talking about going to the world? Isaiah 56 and Mark 11 are very clear. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all peoples. My house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations, however you want to translate it, Old Testament, New Testament. Do our houses of prayer, where we go every Sunday, do they look like the United Nations? Or do they look like us? Obviously, I'm very glad that Nazarene Bible College has a Spanish language pastoral ministries degree program. Okay, that's one group. Spanish speakers. That's one. The United Nations has over 300 nations. Who are we reaching? Are we teaching our students to be multicultural? Are we helping them reach other peoples? What should we be doing to minister to the world? Now, if you look at the demographic studies in the United States, we are a very multicultural, multiracial, multifaceted group, and it's beautiful. The world has come to the United States. The world has come to our churches, or at least some of them. Aren't we called to reach them? Isn't this a gospel for all peoples? According to a professor at UCLA, there are at least 240, 224 identified languages in Los Angeles County. Spanish is one. This does not include differing dialects. This professor estimates that publications have been locally produced in 180 of these languages, so they're serious. Only 92 languages have been specifically identified among students of the LA United School District. And there are areas in LA, and I've been in them, and you probably have too, where English is not spoken or understood. How about, the, how about New York? According to a 2010 article in New York Times, there are as many as 800 languages spoken in New York, making it the most linguistically diverse city in the world. English remains the most widely spoken language, and New York City is one of the largest cities of the English-speaking world, but there are areas in Queens and Brooklyn in which less than 20% speak English. Oh yeah, but that's, that's Los Angeles, that's New York. What about Colorado? More than 15% of Colorado residents, according to the last census, more than 600,000 people do not speak English at home. 600,000 people right here in our state that speak something besides English at home. You, don't, you probably don't realize there are 30,000 German-speaking people right here in Colorado. 30,000. Now, you, you knew about the Spanish, but you probably didn't know about that. Did you know that there are French, Vietnamese, Korean, Chinese, and Russian populations here that are more than 10, 20,000 people? Right here, right where we are. And if you talk about the, the groups of 5,000 speakers, I'm talking about what they speak at home, their native language, their first 
language. There are more than 5,000 Polish speakers. There are more than 5,000 Tagalog speakers. There are more than 5,000 Italians. Did you know that? But what do we see in our churches? What do we see at NBC? Now, I know that the demographics of Nazarene Bible College probably accurately reflect the demographics of the church in Nazarene in the United States. But wouldn't it be special if we looked like the United Nations? Wouldn't it be special? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we prepared men and women to actually evangelize, disciple, and minister to the world that would be right here? Can you hear with your spiritual ears? Do you think God would be saying that? Yeah, but they're not like me. I'm called to the lost tribes of Israel. No. He said, go into all the world. And when the world comes to us, what do we need to do? We need to love them. We need to evangelize them. We need to disciple them. We need to minister to them. I would love to see NBC. I'd love to see our churches more colorful. Because that's what's the world out there. The world is more colorful. What are we going to do about it? I don't know. I give you guys the ideas. You come up with the details. Praise the Lord. But don't you think he's calling us all to a sensitivity to this? I'm not talking about politically correct. I'm just talking about opening our eyes. You see him at Walmart. You see him in Safeway. Invite him to church. Talk to him about the Lord. We could do this. I think we're supposed to. I think he's calling us to this. I think he's calling us to a lifetime of multiculturalism, a lifetime of evangelizing, sharing the gospel, a lifetime of worship, and a lifetime of holiness. You know, I think you got it right with the purpose. Nazarene Bible College exists to glorify Jesus Christ as Lord by preparing adults to evangelize, disciple, and minister to the world, all aspects. But can you hear in your heart, your spiritual ears, can you hear him saying these things. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, you know these things. I believe these things were on your heart. You started talking to me about this months ago, and I didn't know why. Lord, this family is one of the most precious families in the entire world. You have blessed us tremendously. You are here, you are guiding, you are doing daily miracles. We can see them, and we praise you for that. And I think, Lord, you really want to talk to us about opening our eyes to many aspects, to, that we should be holy, that we should be worshiping you, that we should be sharing you, and that we should be sensitive to the people you're putting in our paths. Lord, please, please bless us, guide us. Help us to come up with practical applications of how we can put these things into the fabric and the very essence of Nazarene Bible College because you've already called us to it. Please help us to be faithful and respond. In Jesus' name, amen.